Welcome to the Independent Brokers Podcast. Your host, Joseph Goslin, interviews independent real estate brokers from around the country asking about all the things we all want to know, recruiting, commission breakdowns, lead generation, technology tools, and more. And now to the show. Welcome, everybody, to the Independent Broker Podcast. Today, we have two guests. We have James and we have Rashad, two brothers, two brokers, two different states. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Awesome. It's my pleasure. Give us 30, 50 seconds of how did this all come together? How did you decide to partner two different states? Like I said, two different brothers. Give us a little bit of a backup. So I'll start. So initially, Metro Realty Advisors was a team. We were at a different brokerage. We were Metro Realty Advisors group. Started off as a team. I originally was in the Austin market, moved to Houston, was like, I want to grow my business and still continue to keep my, my database in Austin, which I did. After some soul searching, I decided that I wanted the liability of a broker for better or for worse. I wanted to create my own brand, create my own way of doing real estate. Not that my prior brokerage, there was something wrong with the way they were doing it. I just had different outtake. I wanted to be more of a more of an advisor, which is hence the name, Metro Realty Advisors. Talked to Richard about it. I don't know if he was laughing or scared, but he took a little while. And he was actually at another brokerage. And he can tell you his story, how he ended up listening to my to my pitch, my silent pitch to him. But he can, yeah. <laughs> he can kind yeah, of- Yeah, he didn't have to sell me too hard. He didn't have to sell me too hard. So both James and I both got into real estate. I think I'm at, I don't know, 17 years now. And James, you're around the same, right? 17 years. Same. Yep. 17, about years. 17 years ago, but completely separate. We talk real estate all the time, just independently about deals we're working on in different states, but same issues, same problems. And then, so yeah, James was working with another company. I started my own brokerage here in California. Uh, so I was doing the loans. I was doing everything full service. 2006 to 2008 happened. Things slowed down. I folded that and started just shutting down shop and doing some other stuff. I worked for a real estate investment trust for a while, financial services. So just really dabbled into different areas. And then full circle came back into real estate full time last few years. And so, yeah, I was at a different brokerage working on a team. And then James was explaining to me how he was launching his own thing with Metro Realty Advisors. I kept listening. And finally, it just made sense. If I'm be on a team, why wouldn't I partner with my own family, my own brother, same amount of experience. I know his passion, talk to him every single day. So it was a no brainer for me. So that's, we partnered up. We both are brokers. He got his broker's license a while back. I had mine and he's, you take the California, I'll take Texas. So that's how we end up. Awesome. So it's a very unique structure and being brothers, I'm sure make things easier and harder at the same time for so many things. So how let's talk business-wise for a second. How is it structured? It's two different brokerages because state-wise, license-wise, two different licenses. But are you guys merging financials or are you just using the same name to share the branding? What is that structure? So the branding is the same. It's the branding, the branding is the same in both markets. The technology is the same. We're on the same platform. It's literally the same company in both states under each state's board of realtors direction. But, and then the finances right now, it, it's mostly finance here from Texas. And we haven't, so we haven't completely figured that part out yet, but right now it's pretty much finance through Texas. We had a kind of a head start behind that, but yeah, we haven't figured the, the five-year plan on that 
we don't know. Depends on what happens yeah. to the company, right? I think the easiest thing right now is we only are in two states and it's just us. That's the easiest part, put it that okay. way. So right now, if there's a deal transact in California, there's a little bit of override that I pay to the overarching entity of Metro Realty Advisors, the LLC. So mm-hmm. that keeps it going. So that keeps the funding for all our CRM, all our stuff, the lead generation tool and E&O insurance, all that stuff. That'll go to the pot. But then myself, the broker, and then the agents will split whatever our commissions and overrides are on that transaction. Gotcha. Still got to work it out as far as we continue to grow to other states. So we do want to do figure out what's best. So that's our biggest thing is doing the research to figure out, okay, we got this now. But what happens when we grow and go to Arizona? We go to Nevada. We start bringing those states closer together. How many more siblings do you guys have? This, it won't be siblings. We got to partner <laughs> with some other people out there. We do have a few more siblings, though. We're a big family, so that's not an issue. There you go. Put one in each state. Awesome. Okay, let's talk uh, agents for a second. Did I hear you say that it's just the two of you for now? No. Oh, so, okay. so how many agents do you guys have? James, let's so, start with you. This, you uh, so in, in Houston, there's including myself as I'm uh, right now I'm, I am a, I do go out and do some deals including myself there's five and then Austin there's four so there's nine in Texas and then the California team which and then is- so California right now we just got started late last year so I switched everything over probably October November so I came over myself as a producing broker and then so I've hired two additional people And then some other people still testing and still in the pipeline, but we haven't really actively recruited. It's been all organic. It's just all been friends of friends and people who are, I know in James' situation, past clients who wanted to get into real estate and he helped them transition into it. So that's the same way we want to do it organically. We don't want to grow too fast or too slow. I don't know if there's a too slow, but we definitely don't want to go too fast and basically break the system. So right now it's very intimate. We do our meetings all that stuff. You get a chance to see eyeball to eyeball with all the people. And so right now, yeah, it's a slower kind of a ramp up in California. Gotcha. Okay. What are the goals for 2023? How many more agents do you want to unload or onboard in each state? I know for me, for me, I wouldn't say that the amount of agents, I guess it's the area I want to cover. My license is good in California. I want to go all the way north, all the way down to south and from the Mexico border, all the way up to Canada, we were trying to cover. So if that's one person in Northern California that can handle all that, I just think geographically, I want to cover it. San Diego is unique, starting to be like LA, it's busy. So me going to North County or South and vice versa in one day sometimes could be an issue. So making sure we have the proper coverage so when leads and things come in, the referrals come in, then we have that area covered. So I don't know if there's a number. I say more so the areas. Gotcha. How yeah, about you, James? Kind of piggyback on what Rashard was saying. Still want to keep a consistent brand. Still want to make sure we're keeping the same level of service. Want to make sure we have our culture intact and those type of things. A little more important than the actual number. But if I had, I actually had a kind of a number in my mind of what will tap us out in regards to breaking the systems. I think somewhere around 30 is about right as far as what we're doing now. We do have a lot of systems. We're very highly engaged. Just the level of service that we want to, that we want to, you know, give to our agents. So we want that to stay intact. So kind of like Rashard saying more geographic, but yeah, I mean, I do have kind of that, that I think that 30 around those, around that mark is probably saying that we're doing the right things and we don't want to 
we don't want to go too too far past that. You want to make sure our systems can contain what we have. Yeah, that makes sense. What kind of activities do you guys do for? For sure, Ted, it's been. I'm honestly scared to recruit. So <laughs> my biggest tool has been my brand. When I talk to agents, I never make them feel like they have to work for me. They have. So we have what 12, 12 agents out of the twelve. So when I was a when I was a teen, I had four. We've never had anyone leave us. We had one agent that that stayed at the old brokerage, but it had nothing to do with our team per se. We've, we've, we've just been built, busy building the brand and that's been our number one tool. Rashard has been modest. He used Rashard some. He played for the Eagles. I don't know if he told you. Oh, yeah. No, he hasn't shared that just yet. Yeah. It's yeah. not relevant right now. We'll get into that later. <laughs> it's always relevant if it's part of the recruiting plan. <laughs> yep. No, it's one of those things. Like I'm from San Diego. James is from San Diego as well. For me, it's not a shortage of knowing people and knowing people in the business. It's more so of I want to partner, I guess, let's go back to that book that we read, getting the right people on the book. That's the biggest thing. There's tons of California is saturated with agents. You walk, you'll bump into an agent. If you walk down the street, go to the mailbox, you might meet an agent at the mailbox. That's just how polluted it is with agents. So everyone's not producing and everyone, I don't want to carry people, just have people just dragging it down. So we really want to focus on the people that do want to make this a career that are focused on this. And it's not just like a once in every couple of years, they'll do a deal. So our agents are all like fully invested in what we're doing as far as picking up the phone and calling leads, hosting open houses, getting listings. So they're all engaged. So now we're all having really good conversations about next steps and agent goals and the company goals. I think it's perfect. Yeah. I want to, I like when our guests recommend books for our audience. So I believe you referenced Good to Great by Jim Collins. Yeah, that book. That's a good book. Yeah, it's a phenomenal book. I love that book. It's absolutely a must read for every person that wants to scale their business. And the quote that you were talking about is you get the right people on the bus, you get the wrong people off the bus, and then you decide who sits. And it's just absolutely true. If you see somebody that has real talent and real work ethics, Get them on the bus. You can figure out where they sit later. Correct. Get them on the bus. Yeah. So right now, James and I are just driving through our different states and we're just <laughs> picking up people as we go. Yep. So we're driving and they notice it's a nice shiny bus. They stop, they talk to us, they say, Where are you going? And we say, We're doing real estate and this is what we do. And literally have those conversations. If they're a fit, that's great. I know we talk all the time. We've referred people to other places. Yeah, uh, And it probably works out better for them. Sometimes the newer agents might not work out better in a smaller independent brokerage. Maybe they go to one of the big block type of brokerage firms and get some proper training. So we're not a fit for everybody. And we understand that. And we're confident with that. And we're okay. Okay. Yeah, no, that, that makes total sense. And so I just wanted to repeat that because I, I think that's a wonderful book for everybody to read. I think I heard, Rashad, you're still in production and James is still kind in production. What's the plan? Is the plan to stay in production? Are you planning to step in out of production? What are we looking at? Long-term plan, definitely stepping out of production, just working out there, getting our brand out there, working on that type of thing. Yeah, so just just as we grow, I plan to be an example, step in when needed, and also have my own production. But the, the long-term plan is definitely to step out of production and grow the brand. Gotcha. I think that's mine. It's the same with me on my end. Is I enjoy it. I really do. Meeting face-to-face walking people through homes and transactions that's enjoyable but it's hard to do both and sometimes you have a bigger purpose and a bigger calling so 
focusing on other people building up their business and what they can do for their families and for their communities is just as important. So that's where my focus is. Gotcha. James, you had you said you have a, a few people in Houston and a few people in Austin. So a lot of our audience are not from Texas, so they don't realize size of Texas. You're a solid two to three hours away from your other team, right? That is correct. How do you manage remote agents? How do you manage? Do, are you showing up there every other day? Is there an office there? Are they all virtual? What's the structure? So we're a virtual brokerage. This The structure in Austin is I have three very experienced agents that I trust. And ironically, I sold all three of them houses throughout my career. And I've known them over, well, over one of them, almost 30 years. And then the other, maybe about, probably about 14, maybe 15 years. So it's just understanding where I need to step in and understanding who my team is and when they need help. They, Austin, Rashard, I can tell you, they're very self-sufficient, very engaged in what we do, but I lean on them. I really lean on them. They're, they keep the brand consistent. They're very vested in what we're doing. So just pick the right people from the beginning. Gotcha. Are you, it doesn't sound like you guys operate in like a team structure, right? Because some brokerages operate as a team. Some brokerages are individual agents that work under the broker. So it sounds like you're more of the latter, right? Yes, we are. Yeah, but they also have the capabilities of operating as a team if they choose to. So it's completely flexible. An independent you. agent, or if you want to develop a team. So the couple that James is referencing, they're a couple, husband and wife couple. And then there's an agent and that works them in that area as a team. But also everyone has the ability to be a standalone agent and go out and get their own deals and manage the leads yourself and manage the pipeline. So there's some flexibility with it. I think teams are good for some people. You yep. got to figure out if anybody is listening that some people, you know, everyone, some people have negative connotation when it comes to a team that everything has to funnel through one person. But I've seen some advantages and disadvantages of teams, but I think it's got to be what's best for that person, where you are in your career and what you're looking for. I think you're spot on. If I want to be in real estate and I'm not the kind of person that's going to go out there, knock on doors, shake hands, and I'm an introvert, maybe I'm just really a good call machine. I want to sit in the office. I want to do take the phone calls, nurture the leads, do the tech stuff. That's part of being a team. And then if I can find one of these guys and one of these guys and put them together, now they have a perfect combination. So you're absolutely right. I think you nailed it on the head with it's the right personality you might fit to be the team lead at the face. And sometimes you might be the better one in the background that runs the show. So everybody and their preferences. Let's yeah. talk about lead generation. Do you guys do any online marketing, door knocking, direct mail? What do you guys do for lead generation? And do you provide leads to your agents? You want me to take this for short or? Yeah, go ahead. And then I'll, if you miss anything, I'll just jump in. Okay. So as far as lead generation, of course, the answer is yes, we do lead generation. We have outsourced high majority of the internet leads, like the Google pay-per-click, and they funnel right into our, to our CR door knocking. Don't really do door knocking. I would say we knock email addresses and more and more of the, we're more digital in regards to di digital communications, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, just what have you, just all those channels. Open houses, yes, still participate in open houses. But yes, we, and we do give leads. And that's actually one of the things we started early on because we have, a, we had a lot of new agents early on and they need that support. So yes, we do give leads. Okay. Rashad. Yeah. Yeah. To piggyback, but just, 
I think the biggest thing is we try to figure out what people, I guess, where they're going to thrive the best. Some people, like you said earlier, could pick up the phone. We have one agent. He could pick up the phone. He'll call anybody. Some of our agents, are you hand them over a lead and we had to have a discussion of, hey, you actually have to call these people. They're not going to just keep calling you when they want to buy a house. You got to find the right mix. Now, if an agent says, I want to go out and door knock, I would never tell them to not go. But it's not something that we subscribe to and say, this is something that you have to do. It's part of our seven steps to becoming a successful real estate agent. You know what I mean? So that's where we say you're comfortable doing. If it is sending out the mailers, make sure the mailers are really nice, that you have a theme, that you understand who your audience is, that you're consistent with doing. And then also community events, networking events. If you have a professional background, a former career or current career, that's also a great source of, of leads for you. On top of what James is saying, as far as the pay-per-click, Google leads and stuff like that, more the organic stuff. And then those, they marry pretty well and gives them a lot of opportunity. So we've been seeing activity pick up a whole lot with the agents. So we're happy about it. Yeah, and I realized that by this point, usually we've already asked the question of, what is your commission structure? How do you guys split the commissions with the agents? It's, ours is actually pretty straightforward. Obviously, there is some flexibility, but a new agent is 70-30 and $300 technology fee, $50 ENO. Okay. But that's on any of the leads that they bring in their cell, right? On their leads, yes. On their leads. And then oh. so the leads that we provide, of course, because we're paying, that's part of a service is, we said, I think it's fair 50-50 because there's some costs for us to go and generate that type of type of quality of lead and it's 50-50 and it's a deal that they maybe would not have had if we didn't provide it. But it's not like we're going to go piggyback and say anything you get off of that, you're still going to pay 50-50. If they get a subsequent deal off of it, then it's back to your 70-30 because it becomes part of your sphere. So I think it's pretty fair. Yeah, absolutely. And do you guys have any caps? Currently, no. No. No caps. Has that been any point of pushback from your agents? Because I know, at least in Texas, you have EXP and you have Keller Williams and they all have caps and Remax have caps. Any pushback on that? Andrew? I haven't received any pushback on that. I think once we say what we're doing and why we're doing it, I'll let them know that the, what we're spending on them, the agent. I haven't had any, I haven't had any pushback. And granted, we won't be the right solution for everybody. And we're okay with that. But yeah, I haven't had any pushback. Once they know we're investing, I've actually literally had an agent call me and say, can I pay you something? True story. But I'm like, no, that's not the way it works. But yeah. So no, okay. no pushback. Awesome. Okay. Aside from lead generation, and you said you guys are technology people, are you guys doing anything online to generate leads? Not leads, I'm sorry, to not generate leads, just to expand your brand. So for example, on our end, we sometimes will do a Google clicks or Google pay-per-click. We'll do a Facebook campaign just with the brand awareness, put a, put our logo out there, put our name out there with the goal of when our, when our agents talking to customers or they hand them the card, somebody sees our logo, somebody sees our name, they go, oh yeah, I know about you guys. I know who you are. Yeah, it's a good question. So it's funny you ask that. We actually have, we've hired a marketing specialist. Uh, that's going to focus solely on branding, branding from the high level, from the brokerage, and then down to the agent level. So every agent that's on the roster will get some custom branding. So that's a detailed conversation that he would have with each individual agent and how they want to brand themselves. Are we 
a downtown luxury high-rise specialist? Are you a first-time home buyer? Whatever it is, whatever your brand is, that's what we want to focus on. And I feel like that's where people actually excel is when they're working in their comfort zone. You're 100% right. We do need to do more with the brand. There's so many brands out there. And you do want them to have some brand awareness when you do hand out the card or we pick up the phone and say, I'm Richard Cook or James Cook from Metro Realty Advisors. It should ring a bell just like some of the other brands out there that I won't name because we're only talking Metro Realty Advisors. (laughs) Okay. Yeah, no, this is really what I've also observed over the last few years. If you go back 10, 15 years and you were driving around neighborhoods, you would only see the big names with an occasional rare off name. But it would always be, at least in our area, North Dallas, right? We had Ebby all the day. We had Remax, we had Keller Williams. That's what you saw. EXP didn't exist and that's it. But today I drive around neighborhood and you can barely see those big names. Now it's everybody's got different brokerages, different small brokers are everywhere. And even some of the big guys like Keller Williams and stuff like that, you see a team brands on their own with just a little Keller Williams on the bottom as a logo. They're not even branding as Keller Williams. They're not even taking advantage of the big brand anymore. Like you said, Rashad, earlier, is like getting above that noise and getting our name out there, I felt was critical enough to put money into it yes. and push some marketing. Think about this. At the end of the day, when you go and you're ready to sell your house, are you looking for a brand to sell your house or a person? Oh, so most of the time, it's a right. person. So that's the cool part about it is... And I think people are starting to look at, it's really a human behind it. I want to work with a human. I want to work with somebody that I can relate to. I want to work with somebody that's going to answer the questions. And regardless of the brand, James and I can change the brand time and time again. I think our brand is we're personable. We take our time. We listen to our clients and we have the experience. So that's the cool part about it. But yeah, we definitely would love to expand it and get it out there further than just the communities you're working in right now. Okay, let's talk technology a little bit. What kind of tools do you guys use? Any What's CRM, transaction coordination, any cool stuff? So we use Follow-Up Boss has been, I would say, one of the, one of the best tools we use because Follow-Up Boss, is, they integrate with everything, right? So we for our lead program, for their transactions, we have metrics we, we measure in there. We have the dialer, like... We live, eat, and breathe everything in the CRM. Like that's their brain, right? Everything you do should be captured in there. And the, and for the for the back office type stuff, commission disbursements, our transactions, and those t- sort of things, we use base, which Lone Wolf. So that we use zip forms here in Texas and mm-hmm. California as well. So it just and everything's highly integrated. But I, definitely, we live, eat, and breathe almost exclusively out of follow up boss as far as so even. At this point, even even our, our transactions are actually are captured in there as well. And then for Lee's, it's a wide open. Okay. Any cool stuff? Sure, yeah, Honestly, I mean, those are cool. Those, they are very. Those are very cool to me because I love the fact that we have access. Both of them have been very complimentary as far as trainings. We did a training today with the team just talking about little stuff, leads, put them in the right stages, how we follow up, all those different things. So wide local has been great. The follow-up boss has been great. Everywhere you go. You know how it is. In certain industries, the cream always rises to the top. And yep. I'm starting to see a lot of teams, a lot of people I talk to using those type of people. So it tells us we're in the right spot, first of all, because of the success we have with it. And then when you ask around your peers, your friends, and other people in the same situation, 
they're using it and they're having success. So we feel pretty confident with it right now. There's still some other stuff with lead generation tools that you could buy some leads from different places, but that's been the primary focus is the Y local and follow-up boss. And we just really dived into that or dove into it. And now we're just trying to figure out exactly what the metrics are as far as the lead conversion rate, the engagement with the leads, the cost per lead, all those different things we're trying to work through right now and basically maximize that. So what is the Y Y Lopo? So yeah, Y Lopo. Oh, got it. Y Lopo is actually a, they're a marketing company, right? So that you, they'll actually do your Google pay-per-click or Facebook ads and what have you. They do actually maintain our website as well. There's a lot of different levels of service you can get with Y Lopo. But like I said, we're, our main focus with Y Lopo really is the, it's the leads. And there are some tools attached. Like I'll, we have an open house tool. You go to open house, take your iPad, have the lead, we'll put their information in there and it integrates with our follow-up boss. Then there's also a, there's a tool that'll actually literally pull all your leads out when you go to a listing and tell you how many people are looking at that listing. So it's hyper-local. There's an abundance. There's probably tools in there we don't use. There's um, a lot of tools. You can even do active searches in there. They yeah. can search for properties in the different states. So when you go to site, is one site where we have a Texas site. So if you're a person who's split on where you want to live, whether it's Texas or California, you literally can go in there and go and look for Texas, or you can look for properties in California broken down by different cities, different areas. But behind the scenes is it's feeding all that IDX feeds into there from Lopo, who have all of our back office MLS feeds from Los Angeles all the way down to San Diego, Houston. Austin, all that's fed in there. So it, it makes it, it's a lot. It's a search engine tool. It's a lead generation tool. It's a, you name it, it does a lot. And I'm sure there's some other features we're probably not even using, but yeah, they're a pretty solid Santa Monica based company that they've been, I, th I think they've been very helpful. I think James can agree. Trainings, phone calls, on demand, getting set up all through the walkthrough. They've been very professional. They got some good experience doing this. So we've been happy with them so far. Awesome. I'm going to be nosy <laughs> and feel free to say if you're not comfortable sharing or if you don't have the data just yet. But what is your like average monthly spend? What does it generate in terms of how many leads come in? How many of them are actually ending up getting into a follow-up and maybe converting? James, you want to go take that? So our average monthly span is, is, is for the leads is it's about twenty four hundred, and as far as conversion, so initially we weren't converting much at all. We were we were getting more leads than we could handle. Agents agents were overwhelmed. They're like, okay, I have all these people. What do I do with them? Like literally, I was averaging one hundred and sixty leads a month. So they would see them, and they, so inside of Y Lopo, another thing, another feature is a robot. Okay. <laughs> and this robot talks. The AI, okay. Oh, yeah. If you don't talk, the robot will have a whole conversation. It's not <laughs> a robot, James. It's our assistant. Don't tell yes, us. Yeah, it's oh, our yeah, yeah, I'm sorry. It's our assistant. She talks. She acts like a robot. She's wild. <laughs> I, I, I don't get her. But long story short, within our within the two months, we closed, we'd already closed the lead. Now that we have, honestly, I, I couldn't even tell you how many we have that are either out looking at houses or under contract because we completely revamped in the last two months. Our strategy as far as our lead program, so we, me and Richard dove in and <laughs> we had to revamp it. We had to revamp it. James is putting it nicely. We literally were drinking water from a fire, a fire extinguisher or fire, I mean, it fire hydrant. Yeah. So we're, we were literally like drowning in leads. So it was good. We were getting leads, but we were drowning in leads. 
So they were all coming in and you make the initial contact and then just, it was just too much to follow up. We really took a step back and paused the leads for a while to just focus on the ones that we had. So what was happening was we were not converting many at the start because we were just talking to them one or two times, hoping that they're going to get in the car and hoping that they'll just sign some paperwork. Yeah. But unfortunately, it didn't happen that way. But now, that way. now every single agent on our roster has multiple deals in the pipeline, okay. have multiple deals under contract. So, so it's what did you do? basically had to take a step back and just say, all right, we need to focus on the quality of the lead we can't control, but the quality of our communication, the quality of our follow-up, the quality of our organization, the quality of using a CRM is where we got the most benefit. I'm making sure we, I do every single call through the CRM. Mm -hmm. So I don't miss it. So it's in there. It's logged. So I know I don't have to worry about, hey, did I call Joe back yesterday? He left me a voicemail. Did I call him back? I can just see that I left you a voicemail and we've been playing phone tag, text messages, all that stuff is stored in there. Emails. We've attached our emails to the CRM. So it's full transparency as far as I can see if James was to disappear today, I can see everything he was working on and I could pick it up from there without missing a beat. Same thing with all of our agents. If our agents need to go on vacation, they have an emergency. It's already happened. Someone has an emergency. People have children. People have lives. Things happen. Spring break comes up. James can pick up the phone and still go schedule the showing for his agent that lives in that area. So our biggest thing was taking a step back and just say, how do we use a lot of these expensive tools to our best use? And I feel like we got more out of it when we did that, took a step back. Because it is, it's overwhelming sometimes. It was just too much information too soon. And we had no idea what to do with it. Yeah, you have to build the systems in the back end, train the yep. people for the follow-ups. Do you have any tools that you use for the drip campaign or it's built in follow-up? It's built in there. Yeah. It's built into there. And then also there's other stuff that you can do outside of it. Of course, I always recommend some stuff that the agents do on their own mm -hmm. each quarter. Some kind of client-facing, community-facing, networking type of event. I'm in so many different networking groups that's super important but yeah you do have to drip but the crm helps with that definitely because there's no way there's i know across the country some people have hundred thousand people in their database yeah ours is not at a hundred thousand yet yeah. but just imagine trying trying to manage a hundred thousand and keep the message that we're still in business and our lights are on and we want to help serve them without a crm and without a process is very hard to do absolutely right. And, and to piggyback on what Rashard was saying, I feel like the number one thing that we did that pretty much changed our business, really, is we organized the CRM for them. So they have buckets. They know where every single client is at. They know if they're new. They know if they attempted to call them, they didn't get them. They know if there's a message. They know if the client is looking to look at a house, if the client is looking for a home value, if the client is, I sold you last year, I'm just saying hi. Everybody has a place. And based on that place is how you should communicate with them. So we really had to look, get away from the macro and look at the micro. And I think once they kind of understood that and to our benefit, we do have some pretty intelligent agents. We really do. I think once they seen, once they saw the small picture, not really the big picture, but the small picture, the micro made the big picture much clearer. That makes sense. So if you look at it, it took James a couple of years to convince you to go independent, right? What is the hardest thing? And you can guys answer different uh, different way, of course. What's the hardest thing to, in being an independent broker? 
be honest, it's the hardest thing is just the fear of the unknown. I think, I think that's the, it's getting started. Once you get started, you realize it's really the same stuff that you're doing. You do have a little bit more of a supervisor role, or you're wearing a different hat as a leader of men. And because we're responsible for their business as well. And I think that's not something that you take lightly. Our job is to help provide other opportunities for other people and do it in a compliant way, do it in the most ethical way that we can. So I think that's the biggest thing for a lot of people is branching out on their own. It's usually the fear and it's usually you holding your own self back. And honestly, after I told James, after two weeks or three weeks of doing it, I was like, I don't know why I didn't just go back to doing this sooner. <laughs> it's not even, but you create all these situations and scenarios in your head of why it might not work. And instead we just focus on it's going to work. And if this doesn't work, that doesn't mean we're just going to turn off the lights and close shop. We're just going to figure it out. I think collectively doing it with somebody that you trust, it makes it a lot easier for me. If James was some random business partner who just had been in the industry for X amount of years and we didn't have a good relationship, I think that will be difficult. So I think the most important thing is if you're not doing it on your own, you're a solo person, a one-man brokerage or one-woman brokerage, then find somebody you can team up with that you can actually talk. We literally talk about this stuff all day. Yeah, our wives will attest to it. They don't always love it. <laughs> All we have our kids, we have our houses, we have our, we have everything else. And then real estate. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I agree with Richard. I think the scariest thing for me was known. And I'm, I could be somewhat a perfectionist. So I was really big on branding. Like I'm very big on branding. Like I, I need the brand to speak what I wanted to say. I don't want the brand to be me. I want the brand to be something bigger and we embody what the overarching theme is. I'm one of those people. For me, getting that out there was important and then sticking to it and making sure that, especially on the early onset, you don't want someone, you work really hard to get this brand out there and day two, somebody completely yeah. kills it. Yep. That, that, was, that was big. Just making sure I was aligning myself with the right people and really sticking to what I want the public to know about Metro Realty Advisors. And the other thing that I was thinking about too, James, is it's funny because you always want to know, are we using the right systems? Are we doing the right things? And you'd always try to compare, like, what is that guy down the street using? What CRM is he using? That's one of the biggest things that I hear from all other brokers is, what are you using to generate leads? What are you using for your CRM? What are you using for your back office? How are you recruiting other so if everybody have those same questions, nobody is in a better situation than the next person. So it's like one of those things you just move forward and you'll figure it out on your own. If this CRM doesn't work, we'll just move forward with it. If yep. this lead generation system doesn't work, we have conversations of saying, what do you think? I don't know. Maybe we should just reevaluate in 30 days. What about the website? How do you like the website? It's not captured enough. What do we need to change? I think that's the biggest thing is just getting started. I think once you get started and I think you, you dig yourself a hole financially far enough, you'll yep. figure it out. I think <laughs> I we're invested to too far to go back. <laughs> yeah, I can attest to that. And we were, you were talking about books earlier and Rashard uh -huh. said something that sparked a thought. So one of the books I read and I'm re actually reading again, it's called the 15 commitments of conscientious leadership. It's a new, it, 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 they say it's a new paradigm for substantial success. And this book talks about, and we were just talking about this earlier. You, I won't give it to anybody out there to go read it if you're a leader. It, things can happen to you or through you, right? 
And this book really brings that home in a whole lot of ways. It, it's all about being conscious about what you're doing as a whole, not just as a business, as a whole. But it's basically saying, I can't be my best me if I'm only good at my business. I need to be good at raising my kids. So if you're religious, your religion is, or whatever it is that you do outside of work, you just do, you need to be your whole you and not only have numbers as your focus. Because if numbers are your only focus, eventually you will burn out. So. We, we've led with, even as a team, we led with that, but as a brokerage, I think that's one, that's one thing that's helped us retain our agents. Myself and Rashard, we always tell them, Hey, don't be too serious. Definitely yeah. go out there and do the business, but you still have a life. So we don't drive them to do more. Like I tell them, I, I want you to do as much business as you want to do. That's one transaction a year. We'll say that's fine. Maybe we're not the right place, but that's fine, but I'm not going to make you be anything outside of what you want to be. But just remember, whenever, whatever your goal is, include your kids, include your life outside of real estate. So I think, I think sometimes we just take it too serious when we talk about passing, failing, success, not success. What's, what is that? How do you measure that? So take, I think we took, I, I know I took that approach from the very beginning because when I talked to Rashard about the brokerage, what he's leaving out is I'm like, Rashard, you work with this other brokerage and you have all these skills and you got your ex-USC alumni, your NFL alumni, leverage in the community. Rashard has five kids, all five play sports, very well respected. Those are those, like, those are the things that matter. Not, hey, how much money have you made? Like done a lot. You've built a brand, you've built a cause. And it, it's one of those things that what is success? What is success? You just can't be scared to jump out there. Yeah, no, absolutely. And Rashad, what you said earlier is absolutely right because you guys are unique because you get to ask each other those questions. Do you like the website? And should we change this? Should we use that CRM? Is it working? Is it not working? A lot of the brokers out there just don't have that luxury. They're on their own on an island. And this is exactly why we created this podcast is because we all have those questions. We all keep asking, but we don't always have access to hear about these things and hear about this system or this tool and how you use this and how you use that, how you do your commission structure and so on. I think every independent broker knows at least three, four other independent brokers, but pretty much that's it. And we're trying to get you access to 300, 500 as we make those interviews. So as many as possible as we can to share that knowledge. For you guys, what's the best thing about being an independent broker? Honestly, the best thing is we do what we want to do. We use we want to use, we work with who we want to work with. We create our own hours. We use the CRM we want to use. We're creating the tools for the other people. And we also, the good thing about it is we collaborate with our agents. Right now, we're small enough to actually go to each agent and say, what do you like about this? Do you like this CRM? Do you like this lead generation? How do you feel about this? So, of course, when you get a little bit bigger, it's going to be hard. But hopefully, we can find some people in the leadership roles that can fill our spots that actually care about every single agent that comes on. I want every single agent to do as many deals as they want to do. That's our, and I feel like we, however, we need to work, however hard we need to work to contribute, to make that goal possible. I do the fact that we have the ability to do it. That's really it. The freedom, the flexibility, the independence, ever since we're, we're all been little, we all want to be on our own, right? Yeah. Couldn't wait to get out the house, be a grown up, and didn't realize it wasn't as fun as we thought it was going to be. <laughs> and then now, as we get independence again, and we're 
concerned or we're fearful, or we're scared, or we hide under another brand or we hide under another team and we're not confident in our own abilities. So it's at this point, we're independent. It's fun. We don't answer to anybody. We answer to our agents and we answer to each other besides the wives, of course, but (laughs) we're pretty independent. So I like that about it. I think that's the greatest part. Um, Does it have its trials and tribulations and concerns and times that, you know, you have doubt? Yes. But at the end of the day, when you know you're not splitting that, you're not controlled by another company, an overarching entity that's controlling you and dangling money in front of you. There's no private equity behind us. No one says we have to do X amount of deals and there are all these agents within a certain amount of time. We're not part of, we don't have to grow just to grow, to say we've grown and we have increased revenue. We can grow organically. We can grow slow. We can do it the right way. And there's really no rush. I don't think there's a rush. So I love that part about it, to be honest. That's what I get most excited about. Awesome. How about you, James? All the way Rashard said. And for me, being able to control what I think a realtor is, an advisor, that was always big for me. That's always been, I really want to be a service. I feel like the industry has turned to, agents have a bad rep, right? Just in general, just kind of controlling that narrative. It's a smaller scale, but we do what we can. We tell every single person that comes on, you are an advisor. You should know your numbers. You should know where you sell. If you don't know it, don't sell it. You're an advisor. Mm-hmm. They're trusting, they, they trust in you. I like that part, just being able to control the narrative. It's great. So what would be, let's make it a short one. Best advice for somebody that is, we're ready to make the move to be an independent broker. Do it. <laughs> do it. <laughs> Don't be scared. Yeah, do it. Just do it. That's awesome. Guys, if our audience wants to find you, reach out, maybe collaborate, send a referral, ask a couple of questions, how can they reach out to you? And we'll make sure to put that in the show notes as well. For Texas, it's uh, James Cook. They can reach out, email jcook at metrorea.com. And for California, it's, uh, oh, yeah. For California, for me, it's just rcook at metrorea.com. And then I'm on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, all those things. Just all you have to do is put in Rashard Cook. There's not many out there. It'll be a guy that looks just like me. Click on that. Send me a message, whatever. No, we definitely would love to connect as we grow and we expand and we don't know everything. So it'd be good to connect with some other people who might be doing things a little bit differently or want to learn about how we're doing it and vice versa. And we can make this process easier for all the agents that have to deal with us. Awesome. Thank you guys so much for coming on the show. I appreciate it. Thank Thank you you for having us. Absolutely. And for you, the audience, if you want to get more, see more interviews like this with great experts like Rashad and James, feel free to subscribe and click the like button and give us a review. Thank you. We'll see you on the next one. Thank you. That was awesome. I learned something new. I hope you did too. And if you want to learn more from our expert, please subscribe to the channel and share with your friends.